The left has gone completely insane. We'll talk about what they said about 9-11. The vax mandates, they're just not good enough. Many people in the media think, boy, we could have done so much more. And lots and lots of crazy teachers and more racist things you'll never believe. All today, Eric's America. You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American, recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome, happy Tuesday. I hope you're happy that it's Tuesday. That means it's not Monday anymore, which is a good thing. I'm telling you, it's a good thing. Uh, I don't know how good anymore. Uh, days run together. When things are this out of control and, and, and insane, um, I guess the days just run together. The only reprieve uh, is usually the weekend when you can find something, anything uh, that will make it go away. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's <laughs> that's where we're at. So is what it is uh but it gives me plenty of material to have fun with and that that is the important part that is the important part it gives plenty of material to go through and boy do i have a ton of stuff to talk about today from uh the 9-11 comments to vaxes and and oh boy it's just a whole lot just so much uh just want to remind everybody please subscribe it just lets you know when new episodes come out so you won't miss one uh like rate review all those things mean so much the stars mean a whole whole lot uh the show is everywhere i think that you can find podcasts we're on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher even iHeartRadio radio podcast and maybe even soon on amazon podcast although it seems like maybe uh anchor doesn't want uh, me to have their um ad at the beginning anymore that's very interesting i don't know what happened um go to do the podcast the other day and all of a sudden they're like yeah our ads uh not available to put you know at the beginning of the podcast i'm like oh it seems weird wonder what's going on does that mean some people at uh spotify have been listening to the podcast could be um maybe they don't like it i i really don't know it's very baffling so i'm sure the last episode you probably noticed like wait a second you know i'm sure that you didn't care when like people are like oh wait a second i didn't have, hear that stupid commercial at the beginning uh yeah you didn't uh apparently um they don't want to do that anymore i guess i beats me wasn't informed just disappeared mysteriously so uh we'll see what happens with that uh, very very curious about what's going on and it's not like i'm that well okay i was gonna say i'm not that controversial maybe i am uh just because i yell about people and call them names hey listen that's life you haven't been yelled at and called names you haven't lived very long so anyway i'm i know i'm making way too much noise back here i just have so so much to get through today lots of stories lots of things so we should probably jump right into it so over the weekend we celebrated the well i wouldn't say celebrate that is the absolute wrong word i need to back up did not celebrate we commemorated the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and i'm sure like many people um especially people my age and uh it was uh it was a huge event it just it's changed so many things it's hard to even explain what all changed that day and 
you know, it's it's so unbelievable. And I still I watch all these things. And of course, it brings back the memories and everybody remembers like exactly where they were, what they were doing and and how it made you feel. And it was it was just an incredible event that's just unbelievable to even happen. And it just it seemed unreal. It really did. I mean, sitting there watching it. And I remember being woke up uh, to the first uh, tower, you know, on fire and sitting there and being, you know, just waking up, getting sleep out of my eyes and seeing the second plane hit. And I'm like, this just is, this can't be happening, you know? And it's it was unbelievable the whole day. It was like some weird movie you're watching. You're like, this can't be what's actually going on. So, you know, and, and the magnitude of it was just enormous, you know? And yeah, you look at it now, you know, yes, almost 3,000, right about 3,000 people died that day. Um, and you know it's it's going to be something and it literally launched a 20-year war that uh you know just now i they're calling it ended uh it got paused uh let's just be honest about it it got paused if the you know military industrial complex that uh pushed for all this stupidity and pushing for this whole thing uh they went back in and obviously that's why i mean honestly i feel that's the reason they left all the equipment they're like hey um, that was no fun last time, you know, I mean, they went and hid in caves and we just had to, you know, hang around for years. It doesn't seem like fun. Why don't we give them more vehicles so they'll be more prone to come out and wing practice with some uh, new uh, munitions we've been developing? I don't know. I'm just making shit up, honestly. Uh, but if you think that's far-fetched, uh, then you haven't paid attention to what these people do. So anyway, uh, of course, they had um, uh you know different uh, memorials uh, around the country and uh you know of course uh they had one uh, apparently joe biden was uh told not to come to quite a few of them uh which you know makes sense especially with what's going on in afghanistan and uh you know he kind of has been getting heckled a little um around the country and my favorite is you know there's a reason i love college football can i just say this i love college football i have uh, as far back as I can remember and boy is it only getting better it really is getting better because there uh, has been a trend now apparently uh, many student sections all around the country and these stadiums are chanting fuck Joe Biden as a chant now is it weird a, a little bit because he's not there you know it has anything going on but I find it hilarious and it makes me really really enjoy the sport I, I have to say uh, even more than I already do um, you know, it's not the NFL. Uh, it's not the NBA. It's not uh, complete uh, woke from top to bottom. Over the weekend, the 9-11 uh, tributes and stuff were awesome. I was really happy to see it. They didn't screw around. They weren't, you know, being uh, ridiculous about that. It was great. It was great. And I thought it was uh, really good. And then, you know, I see the videos of the chants from all these different stadiums all over the country. And I'm like, man, you know that's uh that's really really cool I'm, I'm glad to see some things are starting to uh turn in the right direction but unfortunately unfortunately um this is this is unbelievable okay so anybody that was around you know they always remember you know w was president and i was never a huge fan of w um a whole lot um, you know, there were some things I thought, well, you know, yeah, I'm glad he's being tough about, you know, uh, getting the, the terrorists that, uh, you know, caused 9-11. 
But then it goes into the Patriot Act, and there's all this spying, and I mean, it goes off the rails, and it was always kind of dicey. But then after he leaves office and he's buddies with uh, the Clintons and the Obamas, and I'm like, man, you know, something, something doesn't smell right. Something's not right. This guy supposedly, and this was a guy that they, the media called Hitler, uh, said he should be, uh, you know, in the tribunal for uh, war crimes and uh, genocide. I mean, it was just unbelievable. They called him, you know, they, he was the Trump before Trump. I mean, they didn't quite go to the length that they did on Trump, but they really tried. I mean, they made fun of him daily. They called him a Nazi daily. I mean, it was insane. Uh, but I guess, you know, he figured out if he, you know, makes certain friends that everybody loves him again. And so, you know, he sucked up to Bill Clinton and, and the Clintons and the Obamas. And, you know, he just, you know, he's a leftist. He really is. Uh, so uh, he decides to give, you know, he's given a speech, you know, he was president during, you know, when 9-11 happened. He gives a uh, consequential speech about 9-11 and you're not going to fucking believe what this idiot said and they always said he was an idiot because he said dumb shit like you know poor people aren't necessarily killers <laughs> I mean he just said dumb shit like that all the time um, I mean not as dumb as Joe Biden but you know go figure he did say a lot of dumb shit anyway here he is talking about uh, 9-11 or is he we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. Okay. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. Okay. This reminds me of his stupid comment that poor people aren't necessarily killers. <laughs> I mean, most of them are, but don't mean they all are. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there's disdainful pluralism in their disregard for human life. In their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit, oh. and it is our continuing oh. duty to confront them. All right, so 9-11, um, January 6th, practically the same thing, right? Right? I mean, flying you know, flying airplanes in the building, killing thousands and thousands of people, innocent men, men, women, children. I mean, indiscriminate killing, wanted to uh, crash. It would have destroyed the Capitol building or the White House. Uh, not really sure. Pretty sure it was the Capitol building. The last one was uh, headed towards before the heroic passengers uh, fought back and brought the plane down in Pennsylvania. All that exactly the same as some people pissed off about the election on January 6th, right? Sure, sure. What absolute retards these people are. I mean, I thought he was, you know, kind of on the special side before because he would say dumb things. That, that is beyond special needs. Uh, that is licking the windows kind of special. Uh, but he's not alone, not alone, because these people are just absolutely, completely off the rails, stupid. Uh, here is uh, Pam Keith Esquire, apparently uh, a good leftist attorney, a blue check mark. Uh, 9-11 ceased being the worst thing that happened to America in my lifetime. It's really weird and painful to process and say that, but the truth is, and quite frankly, it's not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Some dude in a Viking helmet walked in to the Capitol building. 
I know. I know. It's hard to talk about. It's so graphic. It's not like watching people jump to their death to keep from being burned alive because some asshole in a plane thought he was going to tear down America and go to heaven and bang some virgins. So he decided to kill thousands of people. No, no, it was much worse than that. Some guy painted up and wearing a Viking hat walked in to the Capitol building. And we're supposed to take any of these people even remotely seriously. No, no, I have no idea. I don't care anything else you have to say, period. Nothing. You've went so far off the deep end and you're so stupid that there's no way I would ever listen to anything else you had to say. I don't care how reasonable it is. You cashed that card. You checked out. You went to Nutland. And so, therefore, there's nothing else that I have to say. Nothing. Nothing you have to say will interest me whatsoever. So, these people have completely gone nuts. And you would think there's no way, no way, no way in the world that all these people that spent years, and I do mean years, almost a decade, talking about how Bush stole the election. Another one. There you go. Stole the election. Possibly two. He was an illegitimate president. He was a Nazi. He was Hitler. These people daily made fun of him, called him all kinds of names. Now, now because he made the fateful decision to say something bad about, you know, people who love freedom in this country. Well, he is their new, he is their new buddy. Here you go. Bush calling on Americans to confront violent extremists at home. Former President George W. Bush, John, uh, used his speech yesterday to call out domestic uh, extremists. I thought this was a really notable moment. The fact that he did it, it was a beautifully written speech. President George W. Bush's truly incredible speech. Listen to these people. These are the same people that said he couldn't talk, that he was so stupid, they don't know how he was president. He was an embarrassment to ever speak to any foreign leaders because he was so dumb. This is them. This is them now. Just shows you what transparent, hypocritical fools they are. They love it. Honestly, where they are headed, well, they want all of the people who don't agree with them and don't want crazy, you know, uh, uniparty, totalitarian control. They want us all in camps, man. They have gone full Nazi. They really have. In the truest sense of the word, not just calling somebody a Nazi because, you know, they don't agree with you. They literally have gone full Nazi, and we've seen it. We've seen it with all this. I mean, with all the riots, with all the Antifa, all those little fascists running around, you know, oh, we're anti-fascists. That way, if you don't agree with us, we'll hit you over the head with a stick. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, makes perfect sense. I don't know where you find people that dumb. I really don't. I don't meet people that are that special needs on a daily basis, so I wouldn't know. I, I really wouldn't know. Um... I know people with mental disorders that are much more uh, sane and, and much more logical than these people. But, you know, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Um, boy, it's just hard to believe. So uh, then uh, Biden had to get in on it, of course, because where would you be if you didn't get some really good intelligent, intelligent on, uh, you know, stuff about 9-11 and Afghanistan? Here he is on uh, 9-11. He gives us some, explains why he, I guess, pretty much says why he shouldn't be president. If you had told anybody that we were going to spend 300 million bucks a day for 20 years to try to unite the country after we got bin Laden, after 
Al-Qaeda was wiped out there. Can Al-Qaeda come back? Yeah, but guess what? It's already back other places. Sorry, man. What's the strategy? Yeah, so his uh, explanation real quick was, uh, well, I mean, we should have left. Everybody agrees we should have left. It's just how you left is the problem. And he goes, everybody says, you know, Al-Qaeda be back. Man, it's already back other places. Well, that's not good. What are you talking about? That's not an excuse. I mean, it's an leftist excuse for sure, because they're like, well, how would you fight crime? Crime's everywhere. What? That, 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 that's not logical. Um, you know, but that's the same same kind of logic. I mean, they're back, and he always has to whisper because he's you know a crazy person. Here we go. Uh, we're gonna go on with uh, more explanations. The place where Al Qaeda is, we're gonna invade and have you really say that? Come on, come on. Nobody's saying that. Anyway, stupid. So I, I just think that uh, uh, again, what people are, as I read it, I'm told, people. 70% of American people think it was time to get out of Afghanistan and spending all that money. But the flip of it is, they didn't like the way we got out. Right! But it's hard to explain to anybody how else could you get out. Yeah. For example, if we were in Tajikistan and we pulled up a C-130. Unreal. Unreal. So we're going to let, uh, you know, anybody who uh, was involved with being sympathetic to us to get the plane. You have people hanging the wheel well. So, I don't know if you caught that. He said, uh, he did say what the honest thing is, most people thought it was time to get out of Afghanistan. They just don't agree with how I did it. It's just really hard to explain to them, uh, I don't know any other way to get out. Well, first of all, that means you shouldn't be president if you can't figure out a better way to do that than what you did. Obviously, you can't do your job. But then he brings up this bizarre shit that he's done before where it's something that's absolutely unrelated and makes absolutely no fucking sense. He goes, well, I mean, what if we were in Tajikistan and we just pulled a big plane up and said everybody hop on and, I mean, people would be hanging on the wheel wells. What the hell are you talking about? People were hanging on to the wheel wells of planes trying to leave Afghanistan. Do you know where you are? Do you know where we were? I don't believe he does. And I'm quite sure that he has not a damn clue where Tajikistan is. He probably thinks it's funny that it's something he's making up because he forgot to have his pudding. I don't know. I, that's what I'm talking about. When you have absolute insane stupidity like that, what, what do you do with that? Do you imagine the advisors going in and trying to talk to him like, hey, you know, we need to come up with a plan. What plan? We need a plan? We just put him on a plane. Uh, we can't really do that. We need to come up with some kind of withdrawal plan. Yeah, leave tomorrow. I need pudding. Yep, my pudding. We're all leaving tomorrow. Do you have my pudding? I mean, that's. I guess that's what we're dealing with. Mush. I. I oh, makes my head hurt. Oh boy. Yeah, and, and so that's what we get for um, 9/11. Which you know, I will say, the rest of the country, the rest of the same people around the country, uh, did a very good job. I liked the tributes. They were very nice. People were very respectful. It was good to see. And it was everywhere. I mean, even some of the you know, bastions of leftism at colleges and stuff. I mean, they unfurled the huge American flags. They did a great tribute. Hats off. Very well done. That's what the American people appreciate. That's why American people will watch and enjoy things like that. And they will not have anything to do with the rest of this insanity. So uh, I applaud. I applaud that for sure. Um, 
you know, it is unbelievable uh, that uh, we have people in charge and people with influence that are just completely off the rockers. And, uh, you know, it was hard to believe. I'm I'm surprised. uh, I shouldn't be surprised that uh, W went where he did because, I mean, you know, I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, he spent the last, you know, decade and a half hanging out with the Clintons and the Obamas. So I shouldn't be surprised, you know, I really shouldn't. And he really hates, he really, really hates uh, Trump. And, you know, Trump, uh, the feeling's pretty neutral. M- yeah, pretty mutual because, you know, he didn't agree with what we did. So anyway, we have, uh, we had all that. And of course we have the whole vax mandate that is still, which is being, um, you know, it's, it's going to be pushed back against. I'm sure it's going to be challenged. I doubt it's going to stand up anywhere, but, uh, of course it happened. But the weird thing is, uh, somebody finally pressed Fauci. First of all, they pressed him about the, on the whole mandate and asking why is no one talking about natural immunity? This was actually on CNN, which blew me away. And it's actually one of the crazy doctors on there that usually says just, random garbage about stuff that's absolutely ludicrous but uh apparently he decided to actually actually wake up and ask a legitimate question here you go and And just just real quickly um there was a study that came out of israel about natural immunity and basically the headline was that natural immunity provides a lot of protection even better than the vaccines alone now, this guy is supposedly a doctor. Let me run this for you real quick. This guy's supposedly a doctor, right? Supposedly a legitimate doctor that is so well-respected that he is a, a voice of reason on a major news network. You can't tell me that the first time you learned about natural immunity was when you read an article, jackass. So this is the kind of thing that bothers me. It's it's always backpedaling. It's always not taking responsibility, not actually saying anything for yourself. And that bothers me. Just come out and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm a doctor. I know about natural immunity. It's always been proven. It's always been, uh, you know, known to be a lot stronger than, than any type of uh, vaccine that we come up with. What's your answer? He doesn't say that. He goes, well, I read this article and it said it. So I thought, well, maybe it's right. You know, that bugs me. Huh. Um, right. How, what, what are people to make of that? So, so as we talk about vaccine mandates, there are, I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID, I'm protected, and now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them? You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. That's something really? that we're going to have to wait, discuss. Wait. Regarding the durability of the response, the one thing the paper from Israel didn't tell you America's is whether doctor. or not as high as the protection is with natural infection, what's the durability compared to the durability mm. of a vaccine? So it is conceivable Bad. that you got infected, you're protected, At least but you may years. not be protected for an indefinite Doc. period of time. Mm-hmm. So I think that is something that we need to sit down and discuss oh my seriously because you? you're yeah. very appropriate with your handler. pointed out with your handler. it is an issue. And there could be an argument for saying what you said. (sighs) Wow. What an absolute loser. Now, the testing and research they did at the beginning, and you can find these documents, uh, where they checked out people who had SARS-CoV-1. Okay? 18 years ago, they had SARS-CoV-1. Those people 
didn't get SARS-CoV-2 because they still were immune to it. 18 years later. Now, it has always been known that natural immunity is better. It's more durable. It's, it's just the best way to go, which we know this from everything that we experience in life. Do we not? We know this already, plainly, boldly, we know it. In every facet of life, we know nature's way is usually much, much better than our way of trying to do things. It's just, you know, it's it's just observable fact. So, and, and of course he's hedging because he knows the truth. You can tell that he knows the truth. And he's just hedging it going, well, I mean, it may be better. But we're not really sure how long it lasts because it's only been 18 months, which is what you could say about everything you talk about every day. It's just like these lying assholes going, well, there's no long-term effects from the vaccine. Um, We haven't had it long-term, so there's no way for you to know this. It's impossible for anyone to know it, either for or against. Let me make that clear. There's no argument to be made that you know what the long-term effects are or that you don't because there's absolutely no way of anybody knowing. That is the point. So when you hear people say, well, you know, these people are lying to you about uh, long-term effects, um, I mean, that's that's true. Uh, unless you want to use the clever leftist uh, tactic of always using the word possible because that's what they love to do. It's possible that this could do this. It's possible this could do this. Many, many, many things are possible. We need to know probability, and that's where it's always left out. That is always left out. But the media, by the way, were not happy. They were not happy at all with the mandates. Okay, They weren't, they weren't happy at all with the mandates because, well, here you go. They wanted more. They were not satisfied they wanted much 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 more iron-fisted control of everything here you go plane and travel with other people that you should be vaccinated you know flying on an airplane remains a hazard you know no one knows the vaccination status of any of the fellow passengers you're locked in this tube and it's a privilege uh to travel there's more mandates i wish you would have given i think mandating uh, vaccines for air travel, train travel, or interstate uh, bus travel would also be important. There are privileges associated with being an American that if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel interstate, it's not a constitutional right as far as, I'm, as, far as I know to, um, to, to, uh, to board a plane. Speaking of the last one there, that is the wonderful Chinese lady, Dr. Wen. Yes, and if you're wondering, that explains a lot, right? And she was a, uh, a communist Chinese uh, who was the head of Planned Parenthood previously. So that should tell you about all you need to know about her extensive knowledge of human rights and, uh, and uh, you know, our freedoms. Um, and that was her being an absolute moron about uh, our freedoms here. We have the freedom of movement. I mean, she doesn't believe so. I don't believe. Uh, and I hate the way that woman talks. I swear to God, she reminds me of. Uh, I, I can't place it. She reminds me of somebody that just really annoyed the piss out of me. But she does. And uh, she just has that. And she does that shit after every freaking phrase and it makes me just want to oh oh 
makes me want to scream. But yeah, she's absolutely wrong. Uh, the Supreme Court did rule that uh, traveling, free freedom of movement is a protected right. So yes, again, you are wrong. And uh, she has more. She has more. She is a unique kind of evil. And uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you look at her background, she's a unique kind of evil. Uh, and she's been terrible. I mean, we've went over her stuff many, many times. Um, I've had a lot of her clips on here where she's just a terrible person. She wants all the, you know, non-vaxxed people round up and put in camps like they do in China with the Uyghurs. She loves that kind of shit. That's what she pushes for. Uh, <clears throat> uh, here is actually an article. You're going to love this. From Dr. Wen. And this was in 2020. This is early in 2020. And this is what she writes. Coronavirus is a concern the flu takes many more lives. And then it goes on. This new disease, Americans should keep in mind that there is a virus right here in our country that will sicken and kill many more people this year, influenza. But we should also call attention to pathogen that will cause many more illnesses and deaths this year. After all, what will sicken us and our loved ones is much less likely to be a novel virus from a far from a far from afar, sorry, I can't read today, apparently, a novel virus from afar, then the disease that spreads among us already year after year, the influenza is much worse. So that's Dr. Wen uh, early last year. Uh, now, she has changed her tune just a little. She has changed her tune just a wee, wee little bit. Uh, she wants uh, once more. Here you go to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated and you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want but then you can't go out in public because when you go out in public you have the potential of infecting other people with a potentially deadly disease just potential, like potential. you can choose to drink in private if you want but if you get behind the wheel of a car and can endanger other people there is an obligation by society to prevent you from doing that mm -hmm. so I, I think the what president biden did today is exactly right to say that the vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore so-called choices to your point chris i definitely um, wished that he had also announced some type of proof of vaccination. Uh, vaccination. And uh, I really wish they'd get some of those camps uh, like we have in China to get rid of these people uh, so we can have totalitarian control here. Uh, I hate that. What is that, a tick? Jesus. Oh, so annoying. So gross. This woman is horrible. This woman is absolutely horrible. She wasn't alone. I didn't grab all the clips, but there were many, many more that uh, were on there going, this is great. I mean, if we could really punish these unvaccinated people, it would be great, which I still, can anyone explain this? Can anyone explain this? They're now saying that the really the biggest concern should be protecting the vaccinated. The fuck are you talking about? Has that ever been a thing? Have, have we ever heard stupidity like that uttered in public and, and put forth as a public policy ever, ever? It's literally like saying, well, what we really want to do, uh, we want to protect uh, the people inside the tanks uh, from the people outside with rocks. We really need to focus on the people inside the, you know, really thick steel armor from the rocks that are being thrown. That's how stupid this is. I mean... You're basically 
doing two things at one time. Number one, you are selling yourself out to uh, the pharmaceutical companies, which, by the way, are making billions and billions, more money than they've ever made because everybody is having to take their vaccine that, you know, of course, the government claims, well, I mean, it's free. Go get it. It's not free. We're paying for it. Stop it. Just just be honest. We're paying for it. We're going to be paying for it. Everybody who goes to work and pays taxes are paying for all these shots. So let's stop acting like the federal government has a piggy bank somewhere that they are just pulling the money out of. And no, it's our money and it's future money that we're going to pay them until we are dead. And then till our children are dead, till their children are dead, we're all going to be paying for all this. It's not free. There's no way in hell that it is free. So let's stop there. But beyond that, we're, we're saying we've never done this before ever because it makes no damn sense. Did they ever say, well, all the people got the smallpox vaccine. We really need to protect them from smallpox. No, that was the point of getting the vaccine, wasn't it? This has never been a thing. No one's ever used this much stupid backwards logic to make any public policy ever and come out and say, well, we're we're protecting the vaccinated from what? They're vaccinated. You need to protect the vaccinated people from people that say, hey, listen, I'm unvaccinated. If I get sick, I get sick. I'm willing to take that risk. If I die, I die. Um, that's about as reasonable as you can get. It's I just never have heard anything this dumb ever. And people are walking around agreeing with it like it's some kind of new revelation or some new thinking. And it's absolutely stupid. I'm, it's just completely insane. Anyway, I got to take a real, real quick break. I'll be right back. Rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All righty. And I'm back. So uh, this whole thing is going on. So now, uh, of course, you've heard that uh, suddenly uh, hospitals are backed up from all the non-vaccinated. We're just short staffed. We're short staffed because people are quitting because of the unvaccinated. That's what we hear. I mean, it's a complete lie. And why are people, uh, why are uh hospital short staffed? Well, there was a couple reasons. Number one, when the whole thing started, they canceled everything except for COVID which put a lot of people out of work. Number two, now all these places require vaccines. Well, many of the people that work in the medical industry, by the way, nurses, especially nurses that have been on the front lines of this thing the whole time, 
are saying, I don't want the vax. I don't want the vax. I'm fine. Don't just leave me alone. I, I mean, obviously, if I was going to get it, I would have already gotten it or they have gotten it and recovered. They don't want the vaccine. But the places are just telling me, hey, listen, either vax or get out. And they said, hey, listen, we're going to get out. So now there's hospitals that can't even do the simple, basic things like delivering babies. And they're like, well, it's because of the unvaxxed. No, it's because you decided to put in draconian, draconian, ridiculous Nazi policies that these people said, no, we're not going to agree with it. We're done. You can screw off. And if you lose everything that's on you, you made that decision. And it's the right one. There is uh, a a medical center or a hospital, I guess, in uh, Virginia that just lost 800 workers, mostly nurses, 800 said, no, thank you. I'm gone. Now, what are they going to do? Well, they're screwed. They're screwed. Like many, many, many people around the country right now, uh, when it comes to running a business or running an enterprise, uh, they're screwed. And of course, they have to blame the unvaccinated. This is how bad it is. Here is a medical center in Kentucky. Now, listen to this really close. We're going to break it down. But listen to the kind of bullshit they're trying to pull over this thing. Here you go. Oh, she's in it right now? Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you? Hey, Allie. So, what are you trying to do? Are well, you trying to get logged on to a computer? Or? I was going to pick up here to pick up some sets and stuff. I just stopped to talk to her. So, you, you do not work here anymore. Sarah had this conversation with you in detail. You talked to HR yesterday. I did not quit and I was not fired. There's no other option. Hmm. There are so, only two options. I, I have not quit and I have not been, I have not received a termination letter. You're going to have to leave. We need your badge and we need you to leave. You're going to have no. to leave. Give me Under your... what? On what grounds? We do not want this to get ugly. On <laughs> what grounds do you have? We're going to ask if you do the right thing and you leave right now. No, you guys chose not to do the right thing by not giving us a choice. You, are you working? You're mm-hmm. here. I am here. I was not able to clock in this morning. She didn't get the vaccine either. Hey, Eddie, I need you over at the uh, amateur surgery. Oh, he's calling security. Oh, that's, I know, yeah. buddy. that's good. Thank you. <coughs> What's your name? Ashley. Last name? Rich. Um, and you didn't do the vaccine either? No, sir. Okay. And I was not terminated. I did not quit. You guys keep so, saying we chose, but you gave us no choice. There was no choice. You guys took it away. We we did we did not we did not quit. Okay, so okay, so then so then fire us. So then fire us. So I'm I'm the director of security, and I'm on authority. I need both your ID badges. I need my termination letter. I need your ID badges right now. This doesn't have to go this way. You can cooperate or you cannot. Society. So this is what they're doing. These uh, good little Nazis that are absolute cowards you notice what she said she said well i didn't quit and i wasn't fired i wasn't terminated and they're like well just give me your shit and get out why are they doing that well they're doing that because they know if they fire her then she has grounds to sue them or collect unemployment and that's not what they want they want to just punish people you're a second class citizen you're not even worthless you're not even a real person we don't have to fire you We don't have to terminate you you're not even a real person you are below dirt you don't deserve any of that You don't have to quit. We don't have to fire you. Just give us your shit and get out. We don't want to hear from you anymore. And no, we're not going to uh, pay for our our decision. That's what you get with leftists. There is no consequences for any decision. You either agree with them 
or you're subhuman. That's the way it's always been across time. That's who these people have always been. And everywhere they've ever ruled and everywhere they ever gained power, that is the way it works. Consistently throughout history, it's nothing new. Nothing new. And so that's the whole trick. That's the whole scam is, hey, uh, well, I decided not to take the shot. Well, just give us your shit and get out. Well, you didn't fire me and I didn't quit. So somebody's got to make a move and they won't make the move. Why? Because then they have liability and they don't want liability. They just want to somehow get away with having their cake and eat it too. And then at the end of the day, they can blame you and they can blame me or whoever else. Well, the unvaccinated may just ruining our lives. I mean, we need to build camps for them. Maybe we can get some of those ovens like they had in Germany. I mean, that's who these people are. Obviously, they just show their true colors more and more every day. Every day. It's unfucking real. It, ugh. So, if you think for a second that I've gone way overboard that I've lost it, that I am completely out in Nutsville when I'm talking about how they want to manipulate numbers and change everything to where it makes you think that uh, things are different than what they appear. Here is a group of people from another Kentucky, uh, I believe it's Kentucky, uh, medical center. And they're having a Zoom call. They're having this interesting Zoom call. And then finally somebody figures out, well, wait a second. This is, uh, there's a record of this. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should stop talking like this. Here you go. You're going to enjoy this. The dashboard and how it's set up myself, as far as how we get information out to the community on meaningful numbers, we do this out on a weekly basis. So that's on our website. And we've been sharing that through social channels as well, particularly those graphics that show the number of patients in house, the percentage of them that are unvaccinated, the percentage of unvaccinated people in the ICU and the percentage of deaths and the numbers. Mm -hmm. So those are numbers that we put out as far as we don't get into details of floor. Right. Okay. Uh Oh, and here she goes. Those other numbers are certainly out there. Oh, the other numbers are certainly out there. I I guess my feeling at this point in time is maybe we need to be completely a little bit more scary for the public. Then there's another comment, as I completely agree, there are many people still hospitalized that we're considering post-COVID, but we're not counting in those numbers. Okay, so this lady said, well, what my position is, is we really need to be a lot more scary to the public. Why? Why would you need to be more scary for the public? That's weird. Why wouldn't you just tell the actual numbers and what's going on? Is that not scary enough? Obviously not. She wants to do some cool manipulation. Check this out. She said, well, the people that uh, have recovered and are fine, we're not counting them anymore. So how do we include those post-COVID people in the numbers of the patients we have in the hospital? Yeah. So is that all the people who have been in the hospital since the beginning of COVID? And we're going to add them back in? Or is it that are still in? And that's something that I can take to someone else. But I think those are important numbers. The patients that are still in the hospital, that are off the COVID floor, but still are occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. Oh, for a variety of reasons. I'm sorry, we, we're calling those recovered now. If yeah, you look at yeah. the Navant Health dashboard, they're exactly. listed as recovered. But I do think it, mm-hmm. from our standpoint, we would still consider them a COVID patient because they're still healing. Yeah. No, they've recovered. Uh, I think that that needs to be highlighted as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because once they're off isolation and drop from the COVID numbers, that's exactly right. And we need them still on the COVID numbers. Yeah, oh, we can talk offline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so like, oh, we should talk offline about this. I mean, if we're going to talk about openly manipulating the numbers to the public, uh, we probably shouldn't be on this uh, Zoom call that there's a record of. I mean, we wouldn't want to do that. Uh, and you like what she said. She said, well, they're still in the hospital for various reasons. Well, what are those reasons? Maybe that's why they're there. And you're talking about people primarily, I'm sure, with comorbidities. They're, you know, other patients for other reasons. They happened to get COVID, so they got put in a COVID isolation till the COVID was gone. Now they're back in the hospital for the reason they were probably there to begin with, whether that's heart or, or diabetes or whatever it should be, cancer, whatever it would be. There was other reasons they were there. They happened to test positive for COVID. You're being told that, well, these are people that are checking in the hospital because of COVID. Right there, she just admitted that they're not. They're not. They were people that had COVID. They isolated them. Now they're fine. They're back to being whatever patients they were to begin with. And she said, well, wait a second. This is killing our numbers. This is killing our numbers. We need to add all of them back in because we're not scaring the public enough. This is what I'm talking about. You are being lied to so bad. Here's a great example from today. I don't know what sort of phone you have or whatever, but you got to. This is very interesting. So uh, on my uh, phone, and this is just an anti, uh, what is it, anecdotal evidence of how you're manipulated daily. Uh, I have a weather thing on my. It's from the Weather Channel, or from you know whatever uh, whoever does this. Pretty sure it's the Weather Channel. All right, every day now and has been for about the past year, they have the daily COVID numbers in the United States on the phone. Isn't that weird? Isn't that strange? And so they have the numbers every day, the numbers of new cases, the numbers of deaths. I've looked at it uh, several times. I've looked at it and said, man, that number is really, really, really high. What is going on? That doesn't seem right at all. And I would go on and look at the official numbers on like the CDC or, or whatever online, go to the actual place where they're tracking all of it. And the numbers would be way, way different. And today is no exception. They said, you know, something like 350,000 new cases today. And then I go on and look and it's a fraction of that. And I'm like, what is going on? It's just the manipulation. Find out, oh, well, that's like a seven day period or whatever, you know, whatever manipulation they want to use. It's insane. That is the problem because they have to keep you terrified. That is the whole point of all this is to keep you absolutely terrified so literally on my uh like i said on my phone it says there's like 350,000 new cases today you go on the actual website it's somewhere around 38 i mean there's i mean not that there's a big difference i mean one of them's bigger than the other right 350,000 i believe is still bigger than 38,000 just curious you know i mean not a big difference but that's just part of it i mean that's just part of it and you know unreal it's unbelievable everything is not what it seems and that's what kills me so uh found some interesting articles uh as i was uh looking through my uh page today or, or yesterday i believe it was yeah um very interesting uh articles like this and the fact that you have to write this article lets you know again things aren't what they seem so we have a uh an article here on a medical website the differences between the common cold and COVID. a doctor will explain how you can tell the difference 
Now, if this is the most deadly thing to ever hit the shores of America and it's going to just off you instantly and we should shut down everything for it, it should be pretty obvious what the difference is, right? You would think, man, there should be a huge difference. There shouldn't be like a question. People don't have this question about anything else. You don't. You, you really don't. You're not like, oh, man, you know, I may have, uh, I may have uh, pulled a muscle last night. No, it's polio. That doesn't happen. That's not how it works. It's not how this thing works at all. You're not like, oh, well, you know, I might have had some bad sushi. No, it's Ebola. No, no, no. That, that, that doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. That's not how things work at all. So, things like this. Go shake. Well, you know, and this is another thing. This is to push people more and more and more and more people to get in and get tested. Even if you are sure it's a cold, you should go get tested. We need to find more cases. We can't scare people enough, even if you're fine. Even if you don't feel bad at all, you better go get tested. We may miss a couple cases we could add to scare American people out of their mind. Very interesting. Very, very interesting how that works. Even if you're sure it's a cold, you better go get chest tested. And that way, if you have to go to the hospital and check in so you can get a test, well, then that way we can say that's another COVID test, a COVID patient that we've had to check into the hospital. That's how this game is played, and you need to know. You need to understand how it works. Here's another one that I find very, very interesting. We listened uh, to Dr. Wynn, her article early last year, saying <laughs> the flu is what you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about the SARS thing. I wonder if that's because she's Chinese and it came from China. Hmm, could be. I don't know. Just speculating there. No proof of anything there at all. Uh, but anyway, here's a really interesting. It uh, announced this week that Moderna, Moderna is going to have a brand new shot. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's saying as soon as maybe next month, they are going to have a brand new shot. You're going to enjoy it because it is a single shot, a single shot for the flu and COVID-19. All in one simple, easy step. All together, one shot, boom, done. Now, it did say that... Uh, a one-dose vaccine booster shot that would protect people against COVID-19 and the seasonal flu. Well, that's amazing. Moderna to mix COVID and flu vaccines. Huh. That's weird. Makes you start really wondering what the hell's going on. You add that to the fact that apparently our new thing now has to be to protect the vaccinated. I don't understand. I think I'm completely and totally lost and I'm not alone because there's many people that are completely and totally lost. None of it makes any sense. None of it makes logical sense. We need things to somehow, somehow find a way to make sense. And it just doesn't, just absolutely doesn't. Speaking of things that make no sense, this is a story that I missed um, a couple weeks ago. And I hate that I missed it because it uh, was a really good one. And uh, it's on some of these teachers. And this was a teacher who actually uh, has been since been uh, fired. And uh, which many of them have, which is great, which is great. And this uh, clip is actually really, really long. So I'm only going to play just a small part about it of it. But this was just really um, 
really crazy. We're going to talk about a couple of these teachers. Here's one that was fired. Uh, the Marxist teacher. You're going to un yeah, really enjoy this one. He dates turning into revolutionaries. How do you do that? How do you scare these bugs out of them? Yeah. Sacramento organization that is under the banner of Antifa is, is very loosely organized, right? Um, so, like, yeah, when when there is like right wing rallies and stuff, then we like we'll create an opposition to that. Yeah. Beautiful. Where would he go to connect to some of these organizations? Like, no, I, I post calendar oh, every okay, week. Awesome. And then so like they, it's and I do it for extra credit, so they get points for doing it. Like, and so that encourages them to do it. <laughs> and I've I've had like students show up for like protests, community events, you know, tabling, food distribution, all sorts of sorts of things. They when they go, they take pictures, they write up a reflection. That's their extra credit. Like I, I have an Antifa flag on my on my wall, um, and a student complained about that. And you said it made them feel uncomfortable. Well, this is meant to make fascists feel uncomfortable. So if you feel uncomfortable, I, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> like, maybe you shouldn't be aligning with the, the values that it, this is antithetical to. So the Cultural Revolution in the 60s was fixing the problem that came about after the economic one. It ultimately failed, right? Um, and there was a lot of excesses. People were definitely, like, you know, shot in the streets that probably shouldn't have been. Incredibly ugly behavior come out of this city and you can see a couple of people over there that might be demonstrating that meet gabriel guy yeah so this guy uh has i uh, was an antifa member uh, another stupid thing let me just mention this really quick i know it's audio so i'll have to describe it this guy actually has a tattoo on his arms that says ingsoc okay for those who are not familiar with 1984 uh it was the uh government the name of the government in 1984 that was big brother that was all this crazy horrible shit that are uh, they're warning against was called ingsoc this jackass has it tattooed as a banner on his arm which tells you all you need to know about his mental acuity, acuity it's not real high so his classroom he had the antifa flag up somebody said yeah i don't really like that you know those are the people that dress in black and beat people in the street he goes well no it only bothers you because you're a fascist maybe you shouldn't be a fascist uh and if you keep being a fascist maybe i'll get my buddies to show up and hit you in the head because we're not fascist oh makes perfect sense um and then also on the wall of his classroom he had a picture of Chairman Mao. And then he talks about the Cultural Revolution. Yeah, it kind of failed, but, you know, and there were a few people, a few people that got killed in the street that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have. They were kind of nice people. I mean, they only killed like 60 million. So, I mean, why would we worry? No, I, I have no idea. I think it was 20 million. 20 million people they ended up killing. They were just fixing a problem. That's the way these people think. That's the way these deluded, sick twisted animals think oh, we're just fixing a problem i mean what so what 20 million people died we were just trying to fix the problem okay ultimately it didn't work it's only 20 million Jeez, i mean we really got to study these great leaders that did so much it's just a piece of shit he did get fired um actually i have a clip from a lady um that went to the school board about this guy and man did she let loose and it was uh it was really 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 good here you go why my daughter is standing behind me is because my job as her parent is to protect her from anybody that has ill will towards her so yeah. being that this is her first year at this high school 
that is world-renowned and everybody knows about this school, it's so perfect and everybody does everything right. The first time my daughter tells me and she goes against my wishes to come out of a classroom that's disruptive to her well-being, I have an issue. Yeah. I am very articulate. My children are very well-read. They, are, they speak their opinion. They make sure that they are clear in what they do and do not like. And for the fact that my 17-year-old daughter had to come to me and said, Mom, you don't understand. He's, he's, let me explain. This means that in two weeks, in 13 days, he was allowed to change my daughter's mind about some fascist crap that y'all have led in this school. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she uh, kind of went off, and yeah, they f- summarily fired this jackass who openly claimed he was so proud that it only took him 180 days to turn all, every one of his classes into revolutionaries. Yeah, yep, only 180 days. Guy asked him, how How do you do that? He said, because it scared the hell out of them. You know, I incentivize them to go to Antifa events. I, I You know, I encourage them, and it's just sickening. Leave the kids alone. That's what we ask. That's what we ask. If they get in college and somebody's like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you should read this and read that. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you're an adult. Read it. Read both. Read both sets of ideas. And you can pretty much pretty easily figure out what the hell is going on if you have an honest debate. That's fine. We're talking about children. We're talking about, you know, 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds that are very impressionable. And you have this guy up front you know basically manipulate i mean i just can't even believe it it's hard to believe but they did get rid of him unfortunately it's not the only teacher unfortunately i say because there's way too many of these uh here's another one that outs herself on tiktok you got to go through a few of these today here's one that out uh yeah basically uh, outs herself on tiktok So this comment was put on a video that had absolutely nothing to do with politics, but let's dive in because teaching is political. The education system, the curriculum, school zoning, funding, standardized testing, all of these things can create and further lead to class and racial inequalities and impact life chances for our students. Especially as a history teacher, my students deserve somebody who is going to confront and challenge the injustices and untruths that are in our history that have led to discrimination. So yes, teaching is political because as we develop curriculum and have conversations with our students, equity and anti-racism need to be in the forefronts of our minds, as well as giving our kids the means to gather factual information and form their own opinion. But this is wildly different than indoctrination or propaganda because I'm not trying to sway my students' opinions. I want them to form their own educated opinions. What I'm doing is challenging a broken system and hopefully laying the groundwork for progress and justice. Does this woman know uh, what the hell she's talking about? You're literally talking about pushing propaganda from one side, only teaching one side, but then letting the kids decide for themselves. You're not telling the other side. I mean, I'm just pushing critical race theory and and all these uh, crazy wackadoo uh, conspiracies. But I want you to form your own opinion. I mean, it's unreal. It's not the worst. I got one more today that you're going to enjoy. Here is uh, a guy a teacher who has decided that uh well there's more racist more racism than you think here you go 
comment on one of Ms. April's recent Kate videos about PBIS, in which I stated that <laughs> PBIS you were, you were is white yourself. supremacy with the hug. And a lot of y'all wanted to know more about that. So here we go. First of all, thank you to Jack Copa, who um, reminded me that um, Dina Simmons was the first to coin this term. So thank you, Jack, so much. So if PBIS concerns itself with positive behaviors, um, we have to ask ourselves, okay, well, what are those positive behaviors? And it's things like making sure that you're following directions and making sure that you're sitting quietly and you are in your seat and all these things that come from white culture. Oh, shit. The idea of just sitting quiet and Uh, being told stuff and taking things in in a passive stance is not a thing that's in with many cultures. Wrong. So if we're positively enforcing (laughs) these behaviors, we are by extension positively enforcing (laughs) elements of white culture, which therefore keeps whiteness at the center, which is the definition of white supremacy. Okay. Um, That load of garbled nonsense is hard to uh, figure out. Uh, Basically, uh, saying that uh, being positive, encouraging people to have good behavior in school and in class, well, that's white supremacy. Now, that actual statement is quite possibly the most racist thing I've heard in a while. Basically, what you're saying is people other than white people, which again, white people, what sort of white people are you talking about? There's many nationalities all over the globe that people have white skin. But hey, we're never going to mind because, you know, you can't help but be a bigot. But anyway, you've bigoted yourself even further by saying, well, people of color of any kind and other cultures, well, they're just not capable of behaving in class. They're not capable of being able to be taught and be respectful. That's exactly what this guy is saying. Exactly. Listen to what he's saying. He's like, yeah, this is just bad. You know, we're teaching them to be quiet and stay in their seat and to learn And boy, that is really, really white supremacist. What are you talking about? You absolute moron. These people are unbelievable. And to sit and say shit like that and not have your brain just like explode. I don't know how you do that. How are you an intelligent, upright, walking human being with firing brain cells that makes a comment like that and doesn't go, wow. I am a racist piece of shit because I just said that all people that aren't white are incapable of good behavior. Wow. Congratulations, bigot. Where's your, uh, where's your hood and your cross to set on fire? That's all the only thing that's missing. I mean, don't you have a meeting to get to? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people with uh, funny white hoods that think the exact same way you do. That's weird. You know who else has figured this out? This is kind of strange. Bill Maher has figured this out. He's uh, really coming around here. Let's check it out. When people say to me sometimes like, boy, you know, you go after the left a lot these days. Why? I'm like, because you're embarrassing me. That's why I'm going after the left in a way you never did before, because you're inverting things that I am not going to give up on being liberal. This is what these teachers are talking about, that, that you're taking children and making them hyper aware of race in a way they wouldn't otherwise be. I mean, I, I saw last night on the football game, uh, Alicia Keys saying, lift every voice and sing, which now I hear is called the black national anthem. Now maybe we should get rid of our national anthem, but I think we should have one national anthem. I think when you go down a road where you're having two different national anthems, colleges sometimes now have, many of them have different graduation ceremonies for black and white, separate dorms. This is what I mean, segregation. You've inverted the idea. We're going back to that under a different name. 
Yeah, Bill. Yeah, you figured it out. You figured out what all the rest of us are yelling about. I'm glad you're figuring it out. It's about time. But, you know, honestly, that's he's finally he's waking up going, wait a second. All this crap that people are saying, they're supposedly aligned with the left, which I'm supposed to be on. And suddenly they're talking racist crap. They're saying really racist garbage. They're talking about segregation. What the hell is going on? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what's going on. It's insane. Now, I don't agree that we should get rid of our national anthem because there's nothing racist about it. But um, this is just, oh, man, it's crazy. And if that was the worst thing I could say about school, which is pretty bad, and a lot of these teachers are getting exposed, they're getting fired, and it's good, and it's right, and it's what should happen. We do not need indoctrination of children in any way, shape, or form. Either way, facts, logic, when we go back to reading, writing, arithmetic, science, all these fun things that they should be learning in school that have nothing to do with politics. That would be great. But anyway, this is unbelievable. This made me nauseous. This is so gross, and it's hard for me to even play it because it is so gross. This lady goes to a school board meeting because her 10-year-old got a book from the school library for 10-year-olds, mind you. And she saw the book and said, hey, what's that about? And yeah, you just hear it. You're not going to believe it. It is so disgusting. I, I just warn you right now, if you have a weak stomach for really, really just dark sexual shit, you should probably uh, not listen to what this lady's about to say. It is ultra disturbing. It is ultra sickening. And this is why you have to pay attention very closely, not just what kids are taught, but what books they're exposed to sometimes or what they're allowed to read. Because this is something that if I, as an adult, had in my house, people would be very, very, uh, let's just say the FBI may be checking my computer hard drive. Let's check this out. I'm going to explain to you the book that he received by Mr. McKay. I pray you are a man of the word. Last week, I asked my children if I could check the books that they picked up from the school. My son picked up this brand new book from the shelves in class while boy. He was under the impression it was about a kid that ends up with a getting mowing the grass at Disneyland. Okay, now it is hard to hear. You had to listen pretty close, but she said her, her son picked this book up at school and he was under the impression that it was about a story about a kid who's sitting on the grass at Disneyland. Okay, that's the premise. Apparently, that's how the book sold. I do not know the name of the book. I don't want to know the name of the book. After you hear what it has to say after that, listen closely. It is disturbing. I'd like to share a few quotes with you. Quotes from the book. On page 19, not that it really matters in fourth grade at a church youth group meeting out in the bushes, I touched Doug Goebbels and he touched mine. In fact, there were there was even some mouths involved. What if I told you I touched another guy's What if I told you I sucked it? I was 10 years old, but it's true. I put Doug Goebbels talking about 10 year olds it was no big deal he said mine too and you know what it wasn't terrible Mm. page 174 i don't know if i could if i can sign for this one yeah i did um he talked about old times at the church but never mentioned our penises or the fact that he never said 10 words to to me after i know for the bishops not a single reference to holding or tugging or sucking all i could think about while he was chatting Mm. me up was his little salamander between my four Okay, you get the idea. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, I have to shut that off. 
Yeah, uh, it's pedophilia. It's pedophilia at uh, its highest form. It is disgusting. It is uh, absolutely an abomination. And I thought, again, I go back to the thing that I thought we agreed that children were off limits. Who the hell wrote this book is what I want to know. And what kind of uh, secrets do you have going on? If you can write fluently about 10-year-olds engaging in homosexual activity together, put it into a children's book, I have questions. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about what the f- you are doing and what the hell you're doing on your off hours. I'm just saying that's a legitimate question. That is the kind of shit. This is why you have to pay attention. It's not just what the the teachers are going to say. That's what makes this so terrifying and disgusting. And I just, that made me ill. I could not believe it. You know, we had a segment, um, you know, a while back where uh, these were high school kids that were getting erotic books. And yeah, it was pretty bad. And it's still, it's underage people. And they shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be getting this from school. That's what I'm saying, from school. Yes, we have a lot of freedoms in this country. And yes, people can write, uh, you know, fictional, um, you know, disgusting literature that adults can read. And whether you agree with that or not, um, you know, that is for an adult to decide whether they want to read that or not. That is up to you. What it does to your soul is completely up to you. There's a, you know what I mean? I mean, that's that's a whole different talking point. That is a whole different discussion. I'm not here to, to burn people's books or erotic fiction or whatever the hell you want to do and consume as an adult that is on you. But when it comes to 10-year-old children, this is not acceptable. And that should be something that should be very easy for everyone to be in agreement with. This is not hard. This is not rocket science at all. This should be very, very easy for everybody to step back and say, what the hell was that doing there? Who put that book there? Let's, you know, I just, I can't believe it. That's, that's where we're at. And it's just unreal. It's unreal. I didn't get to everything today. I'm going to have to wrap it up. But I was going to, uh, the one thing is uh, the recall is going on today. Uh, I know there's a lot of articles out there saying that uh, Larry Elder doesn't have a chance uh, in California, that they're going to retain Gavin Newsom as governor. I'm hoping that those articles are, um, you know, the suppression type shit that they normally do to try to get people to think it's already over and no reason to go vote. Uh, I really hope that's what it is. Uh, it's going to be very disheartening to uh, to the country that a person as vile and as uh, disgusting as Gavin Newsom, uh, even after people rose up and signed a petition to have him recalled because he is a garbage human being and nothing happens. I think it will be uh, a blow to California that they will never recover from. I have a feeling this will be the end of it as if it's not close enough to the edge. It's teetering on the edge of oblivion right now of being uh, beyond repair ever. And I believe that this would push it over the edge. And I did see that Rose McGowan endorsed Larry Elder, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, there is one thing I want to uh, play real quick on that. I did have her comments about Larry. Um, you know, she did endorse him and I thought that was really neat. Um, and he had some other endorsements that were really neat. Uh, one, one more thing here about that, that is just, just to show you where how despicable these people truly are 
This is a lady on CNN. Uh, again, it goes back to the racist, uh, the bigotry, the just open bigotry because that's who they are. Uh, on CNN, talking about Larry Elder, you're going to enjoy this. I've been able to reach the, the minority of voters in California who embrace his his white supremacist worldview. Um, and you know, he's, uh, he's co-opted this line by my fellow columnist uh, from from the headline, you know, calling him the black face of white supremacy. But he refuses to engage with the actual substance of our reporting, you know, the idea that he his his um, views were shaped by a, a well-known white supremacist named Jared Taylor, who. Yeah, um, that's Larry Elder, a uh, black guy who was uh, born and raised in South Central L.A. Um, comes from the hood. Uh, grew up to uh, be a big admirer of people like Thomas Sowell. And uh, really uh, become a, a great libertarian and, and really a uh, conservative-minded guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, they're talking... It's hard to believe the stupidity of that is unreal. The open bigotry of the left is, uh, you know, it's just on display. She's literally talking about a black guy and saying that he is a white supremacist while a true white supremacist, a guy who thinks that none of the rules apply to him, that he is just one of the elites, whitey white face there. Gavin Newsom is somehow so much better and so much above all of this. That should tell you all you need to know about where the hell they're at. They are sycophants. They are cult members. They are bigots. That's who they are. They can't accept it. They don't like me saying it. That's fine. That's probably why Anchor doesn't like it anymore. And that's fine. You know what? That That's fine. Once they come to grips with who they truly are and look in the mirror, maybe, maybe some things will change. But we'll see. Anyway, that's all for today. Running a little long, but that's that's fine. You know, it's a busy, busy time. A lot of things going on. I will be back on Friday with much, much more because I'm sure the dumpster fire will not go out between now and Friday. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, like I said at the beginning, please remember to like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends if you like it, if you think they would like it, please uh, let people know about it. More people listening, the more that uh, people like uh, the anchor people won't be happy. But that's fine. Uh that's the way you can look at it. It's not about supporting me. It's about making them less happy. And that's always, always a good thing. Uh, if you'd like to send me a comment, question, anything like that, you can do so. You can go on uh, the website directly, erics-america.com. Uh, leave one there. On Facebook, at ericsamericapod. Or an old-fashioned email at ericsamericapod at gmail.com. I will be back on Friday. I hope you have a good week. Remember, no agenda, just America.